Thanks for checking out Discover Church's podcast. Today we are continuing our worship series that we are calling Mirrors. Basically asking the question of this, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Hopefully a worshiper. Don't forget to make sure that you check out Discover Church on Facebook, Instagram, and jump over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on everything that we put out. And thanks so much. many of you know that it's so easy in the culture, in the world that we live in to have this, the negativity that exists that's just around you all the time. Like, it's so easy. It just wants to stick to you. It just wants to cling to you. And I don't know about you, but I mean, this week, you want to talk about negativity. I mean, this has been, you know, election week and, and COVID and you know, feeling like we got transformed back to a different time where we're waiting, you know, days and weeks feels like. Uh, it doesn't. It, does, it feels like this one week has been like a month. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy. And it's so easy for all that to to want to stick to you. And for, for you to want to carry that around and for it to change the way you see the world and the way you see your children and your husband and your wife and to see the way you differently the way you go to work and the people that you work with and your neighbors and your family and your community. It's so easy for that stuff. But I want to know if you would, would this morning, would you just be able just to kind of still yourself and to calm yourself down here and just to, to say, God, listen, I'm not going to let any of that stuff stick to me this morning. If it's stuff that I've worried myself or consumed myself with to th- this week, Lord, that I, I'm not going to do that anymore. And that, Lord, we're just going to take time right now as your children, as your sons and your daughters to humble ourselves before you and just say, Lord, we might not know what is going on around us and in this world, but, Father God, we know that we serve a God who is high and lifted up. Lord, that you sit on a throne and you reign above it all, Father God. And, Lord, we just want to take this time right now just to kind of prepare ourselves, Father God, Because ultimately, when it comes down to it, Lord, we are here to worship you. We are here to open our hearts and our minds, Father God, for you to fill us up, Lord, so that our cup can be full of your presence and your spirit and your joy and your peace, Father God, and not full of all the other stuff around us, Lord. Father God, we just want to thank you for our time today of worship, Father God, and Lord, we want to pray Lord God, that you continually stir inside of us today. Lord, we welcome your Holy Spirit into this place to speak to hearts and minds today, Lord. That we're not going to be so consumed about stuff that doesn't matter anyway. But Lord, we're going to stay focused on you today. Father, we just want to thank you. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. And everybody says, amen. Before you're seated, we're going to have, I know y'all were ready. You were ready. The TV's up here. I'm up here. But listen, we're going to have... One more song, and I want to invite you just to press in right now, okay? To press in right now. Can you you stay with me for that? But I want to invite you just to press into this one song here. And listen, again, you've been claiming blessings over your life. You've been doing all that. But let's just take ourselves right now and just strip ourselves down and say, Lord, this is going to be all about you this morning. It's all about you. Would you worship with us here?
the music fade and all is stripped away, I simply come longing just to bring, longing just to bring something that's worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. Come on, you search much deeper, God. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it, when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. Let's sing King of Endless Worth. King of Endless Worth. No one could express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak. And though I'm weak and poor. And all I have is yours, every single breath. I'll bring, I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search God. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. Come on, let's all sing this together. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. It. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. Jesus, it's all about you, Lord. It's all about you, Lord. Coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's 
It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. That's it. When it's all about you, it's all about you. Come on. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, Father God, let it be all about you this morning. I don't know if you are familiar with this song, or maybe it's one that you've been used to singing, or maybe it's been a while, or maybe you've never heard it before in your whole life. You can be seated this morning. But as you... We were singing that song, This is the, the Heart of Worship. It's by Matt Redman. It came out way back in the year of 1998. Remember 1998? For some of you, you were just like, boy, that's a throwback, right? And some of you, you don't have any clue about 1998. You don't remember. or Maybe you weren't really involved in Christian music uh, or worship at the time. Well, I want to help you out with that. Uh, 1998, Matt Redman came out with The Heart of Worship, but also... Uh, we also had the hit topper in 1998, which is Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith. <laughs> so in case that really helps to give you a little bit of perspective, you know, a little bit of objective, like, view there on it. But one of the things uh, that happened, right, is uh, you may not know this, but Matt Redmond actually was uh, a worship leader at a church in England. And as he was writing this song, you know, somebody asked him once in an interview, they said, you know, how did you kind of come up with this song? What, did, what was it about the song that really spoke to you? And he says, well, it was amazing to me to see how many times we were gathering in church. We were singing, you know, we would kind of go through a Sunday service, but people never really felt like they were engaging. Like they just, you know, they kind of were going through the motion of doing it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but it's so easy to do that in life in general, but it's, it's really easy to do that here when you come to a Sunday morning at a church, whether it's here at Discover Church or any other church, uh, because you kind of get used to and you get comfortable with the format, right? You know, you're going to come in, uh, you maybe get your cup of coffee on the way in, you're going to come and we're going to have a couple songs, you're going to listen to a guy speak for a few minutes, then you're going to go home. And, it, and it's so easy to become comfortable in that. But the problem that we have to be really, really careful about, especially when it's uh, our walk with God, our spiritual journey, is that when we get into that comfortable state, some dangerous things tend to start happening. In fact, there's a lot of churches uh, that are around the country here that are actually uh, dying or have died because they got comfortable. And the fact of the matter is, is if we don't actually take the time to initiate and to want to chase after God, then guess what? The experience becomes this kind of routine thing where we're just kind of used to it. Here's a question I have for you. This is one of the things I, I kind of was thinking about with this. How many of you have gotten in your car and started driving somewhere and then get there but have no recollection as far as, like, the steps that happened in between? You ever, you ever had to happen, right? I, I, I've had that. Or here's the even better one. You get in your car meaning to go to one place, but the next thing you know, you're going in somewhere totally different or, like, you pass the place. You know what I mean? You're like, wait, what am I doing? I, I, this happens to me sometimes. I, I'll uh, I'll be driving, and all of a sudden, I'm like, 
why am I on this road? Like, what was I thinking I was doing here? And the fact of the matter is, is sometimes I, I kind of think of it as like the autopilot, right? Autopilot just kind of takes over, and when that happens, you know, uh, then then it, it, it's it's kind of this weird thing where you skip over a lot of stuff, you know. There all of a sudden there's things that you're driving by down the road that you don't recognize, you know. Like all the wait, when did they build that house? Has that house been there? Like when when did that happen? You know what I mean? Like it's so easy for us. Uh, to do that for you and for me, and and I think one of the things that uh, I appreciate about that song today is that when we kind of take away the incredible worship team here, and when, when when it's just one guitar and it's one voice, and then all of a sudden you start singing that song, and then all of a sudden you realize you can hear your voice, and then you can hear the other people's voices around you, and then the light bulb goes off, right? They all they can hear me too, you know. It kind of creates that vulnerability, right, that little bit of, like, uneasiness uh, that we can have, uh, but, you know, I hope today uh, that that had kind of invited you and stirred you a little bit um, out of the normal, out of our normal state, and in fact, we're going to be doing a few things a little bit differently today. Uh, we're actually going to uh, to get into some congregational reading, so if you want, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, of course, we're in a series we're calling Mirrors, so if this is your first time here, uh, thank you so much for being with us. If you're online today, I know online we have folks uh, watching locally in the Sussex County area, Delaware area. We also have uh, one of our friends watching from the Bahamas today, checking us out online. Isn't it amazing what can happen in 2020? Uh, so thank you for everybody who's joining us online. And if this is your first time in person or online, we want to encourage you to check out the connection card. If you're in person, it's in the seat in front of you. You'll find a card. And if you're watching online, it's in the link at the top of the video. And uh, we just want to be able to connect with you. But we're in the middle of a series. We're calling Mirrors where we're looking at the book of Psalm. And you can also uh, make sure that today, beyond the connection card, uh, that if you have your Bible with you, uh, open it up to the book of Psalms. And if you have your version Bible app, you can actually find today's message, uh, the, the, all the preloaded uh, scriptures and everything. If you go to the events tab and you're going to look for Discover Church DE in there, and you can actually pull that up and we have everything uh, loaded there for you, for you to follow along. But if you have your old-fashioned paper Bible, praise God, I love that as well. And for that, you're going to be turning to Psalm uh, chapter 120 is what we're going to be getting into today. And listen, this year we've done something a little bit different, a little unique. We've been calling it uh, a, a year in the Word, where we've been kind of hopscotching a little bit back and forth throughout the year, a little bit in the Old Testament, a little bit in the New Testament. We've done a few little series in, in the midst of this, but it's been a really great thing. We've kind of covered everything uh, from, from creation uh, all the way to the book of uh, revelations, but here we're in November. I don't know if you can believe it's November. I know it's hard for me to believe it's November, uh, but uh, as we get close to the end of the year, uh, one of the things that I, I was just like talking with the team about saying, hey, we can't do a year through the word and not have uh, kind of a series that we're going to do on worship. And so Frank uh, kicked that off last week. I hope you enjoyed his message. And this week, uh, we're going to continue along with that. And uh, listen, we're calling it mirrors for a very specific reason. Uh, I told everybody last week, I thought about putting a whole bunch of mirrors up here on the stage, but I thought it would be weird because you'd be staring at my butt half the time. And that's just, you know, I, I'm sure my butt's nice, but I don't want you checking it out the whole message, all right? It would be distracting, all right? I know I would, it would be something that would really distract you guys. Uh, but, you know, the, the reason we're calling it mirrors is because we're saying, hey, look, if you look in the mirror, what do you see? 
When you look in the mirror, what do you see? And I'm hoping that when you look in the mirror that you see a worshiper, somebody that is attempting uh, to be in that, that vein, right? You're kind of chasing after that. That's something that you are looking for. And today as we get in uh, to Psalms, and we're going to start again in verse 120 or chapter 120, uh, what we're going to be looking at here, these are called the Psalms of Ascent. And the reason that they're called that is because if you were part of the nation of Israel, you would have three times a year, three times a year, where you would actually travel to Jerusalem and that you would ascend up to the temple and that you would, as you were going that way, as you were on this journey, because remember, you couldn't call an Uber. Uh, you literally are taking the old-fashioned way with your sandals. Uh, if you were lucky enough to have some uh, a donkey or, or something like that, a camel that was able to get you there. But you, you, it was a journey, right? It was a passage that you had to go through, and you did this three times a year. And the three times were during Passover that this would happen, and also during the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Booths that this would happen, uh, where they would go to the temple, they would make sacrifices, and then they would recite these passages. And listen, I, I know whether you are uh, uh, an Old Testament nerd, right, maybe you love the Old Testament, or maybe you have never cracked the Old Testament before in your life, okay? Uh, but you probably know this about the Old Testament. A lot of the Old Testament, and even the Bible, is got a lot of character studies, right? It's about guys like Moses and Abraham and David, right? These awesome stories. And this speaker is of the devil. This started happening to us last week, didn't it? We're going to have to take it. We're going to have a deliverance message at the end of today for the speaker uh, that just loves uh, to, to keep crackling up here with us. Uh, if, you're, if you're online, you're missing the distraction, okay? Enjoy it, all right? But, uh, but listen, you know, as we were kind of getting into this, we would find that the Old Testament has these awesome character studies. And out of these awesome character studies, you know, you would learn so much about these people. You would learn the fact that God used ordinary people who had a lot of failings and flaws, just like you and I do, but he used them for extraordinary things. But then at the same time, we find that these people, as, long as, as well as many others, one of the things that they would love to do is they would love to write songs to God. And that's really where we get the book of Psalms. It's really a lot of poetic songs. It's a lot of things to, to just throw worship to God. But they also have several themes. And in fact, we're going to kind of take a look today at these. And if you were to look between uh, the, the Psalms of Ascent, right, which is chapters 120 to 134, if you were to take time and kind of like go through, most of these are relatively short. But if you were to go through and you were to look at these, what you're going to find is that there's a common theme that arises, right? There's a common theme that kind of plays out in how all this stuff uh, and how it goes through. And so what I want to ask you to do, if you would, would you stand with me? Okay, and listen, just because I have a microphone, I, I want to be able to hear you guys with me as we're going to read here Psalm 120. And uh, it's going to be on the screen if you don't have it in your hand and your phone here. Uh, we're going to be reading out of the NIV. Uh, but here we go. If you're, if you're online, don't just sit there and watch us. Read with us, all right? Engage with us. And then you guys here in person get to engage with us as well. Here it is, Psalm 120. Read with me. It says, I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and deceitful tongues. What will he do to you, and what more besides you deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrow, with burning coals on the broom brush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech, and that I live in the tents of Kedar. 
Too long have I lived with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Thank you so much. You can be seated. So here is something else we're going to do different today, okay? Normally, you might think it's a little weird to start calling out in the middle of a message, but I want to actually encourage a little bit of audience participation. You can also uh, participate online today with us as well. If you read that chapter, all right, that chapter, you know, it's, woe is me, save me, Lord, from lying lips, deceitful, right? Uh, You know, you're going to punish me. So if if you're reading this chapter, what would you, if you had to just think, just naturally, and it's okay to call this out, what do you think the theme is of Psalm 120? If you were just to say, what do you you think the general theme of it is? Who's got a theme for me? I know I put you on the spot. You didn't like that, did you? It's okay. We're going to make you through it, everybody, all right? Theme of 120, what do you think is the theme? What's that? Fear? Fear is good. Anything else? Yeah? Deliverance. Okay. Anyone else? Man, I get two participated. Come on. I hope online is participating better. Uh, Are you you raising your hand to participate there in the back? She wants to participate in the back because she has my notes. She knows what the answer is. So what's that? Pain? Yeah, pain. So if if you look through this this chapter here, what you're going to find is the first theme out of the Psalm of Ascent, okay? The first theme is this. We're going to find it's about pain. We're going to find suffering. You're going to find hardship, right? You're going to find these things that are going to play into, and I don't know if you've ever been at a point in time, I'm pretty sure you are because you're breathing and you're here, right, that you've ever been through a time in your life where you've dealt with a little bit of pain, a little bit of suffering, a little bit of hardship, maybe sometimes that's been recent for you, or maybe it's been a little bit longer for you. And, and after this week, some of you are like, yes, that's this week, right? It was this week, pain, suffering, and a hardship that I experienced, right? But, but for us, as we kind of go through this, one of the things I, I love is that we see a, a thing here where, where the people of Israel, right, as they're on this journey, they're literally remembering they're remembering the pain. They're, re- they're remembering the suffering, right? They're remembering all the things that they've gone through. And one of the things that it, it's hard, right, because you and me, how many of you love to sit there and reminisce about the pain and suffering? Do you love to do that? No, you don't because nobody wants to do that, right? Nobody loves to reminisce about the pain and suffering. But here's what I'll tell you. The, the pain and suffering helps to paint a picture, it helps to paint a portrait of what your life is and what you've walked through, uh, the things that you've dealt with, right? The, the children of Israel knew this. As they would go to Jerusalem, they realized that, guess what? The pain, the suffering, and the hardship, that was part of the story. That was all part of, of, of what had happened to them and what they walked through, right? But one of the things that we love, though, is that God recognizes the pain, the suffering, and the hardship, but he doesn't leave you there. Like, he doesn't leave you. Listen, if, if today, if, if you're planted here, the good news is, is you don't have to stay there. The pain and suffering and the hardship is part of life. It's something we're going to deal with, but you don't have to stay there. And in fact, this is where we're going to get into the, the next theme. And you didn't know that when you came to church, you were going to get your exercise and your calisthenics in today. But I want to ask you, would you stand again with me? We're going to this time, going to jump over to Psalm 121, the very next one here. And we're going to read this together. 
And uh, here we go. Read online with me as well. All right. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade and your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life, and the Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Amen. That's right. You can be seated. So what we see here, right, okay, so again, a little bit of audience participation, please, a little audience participation. If I had to ask you, what is this second theme that we find out of 121? What do you think the second theme, you know, it's I'm lifting my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? You know, he's not going to let your foot slip. He's going to be your shade in your right hand and keep you from the harm of the sun and from the moon. What do you think if you had to put a word or two words into this theme of 121. What do you think that is? Anybody? Come on, call them out. Yeah? Protection, that's good. Anyone else? Same thing I was going to say. Anyone else? Safety, all right. Help, yeah. So we're starting to see, right, uh, all of a sudden, this theme from this 121 chapter here, the theme two, the second theme from ascent after pain, suffering, and hardship is this, is you're going to see it's about trusting God. And so it's going to be saying to you that, guess what? I've walked through the pain. I've walked through the suffering. But guess what? I know ultimately I'm going to be trusting God because ultimately he's never failed me yet, right? We, we have some worship songs that say that. He's never failed me yet. He's never left me. He, you know, he's never forsaken me. And, and I know that for me, as I was reading that verse, and I started just kind of thinking about how we get caught in the weeds sometimes. And I don't know, see, we have a total crazy thought now of what weeds are. You think weeds are dandelions growing in your yard, right? Okay? No, no, no. When I say when we're in the middle of the weed, when we're in the thick, I want you to think of like the Serengeti, right? I want you to think of when grass is up past your hips. You ever drove by a place that, uh, whether it's a field, maybe a farmer's going to cut it for hay, and it's just tall, right? It's just tall, thick stuff. Now, uh, uh, imagine you get in that tall, thick stuff. What are you going to notice? It's hard to find where you're going, what you're stepping in. You don't know. Again, imagine you're in some far-off place, and you got to worry about lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my, right? And, and all of a sudden, you start, the, the, what are you doing? You're trying to look through to figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to make it. You're, you're trying to figure out how to keep yourself from falling down. But ultimately, what I love here is the psalmist says this, is we need to stop trying to see through that tall grass that we're in that we can't see over top of, but we need to lift our eyes and look up because our our ultimate, our help is coming from God. And, and w- listen, I, I love uh, sometimes when, you know, I, every once in a while, I've been in church a long time. Uh, my grandfather was a, uh, a pastor. He, he was a pastor for over 60 years. And so uh, I grew up in church. I grew up around a lot of people singing uh, some old school hymns, stuff you don't even see or hear from anywhere anymore, right? And in fact, sometimes I, I, all of a sudden I'll just get one. It'll pop into my brain and be stuck there for like a week. And uh, one of the ones I got thinking about was, uh, was one called Everlasting Arms. 
and, and maybe you've never heard of it, but it, it basically goes like this. And no, I'm not going to sing it for you this morning. I know you want me to. No, 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 no. You ain't going to trick me into that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We'll let the worship team sing and the pastor's going to speak. All right? All right? But here's, what, it, here's, here's the, what this Everlasting Arms song says. It says, what have I to fear? What have I to dread? I'm leaning on the Everlasting Arms. He says, I have blessed peace with my Lord so near leaning on the everlasting arms. And it would say leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms, right? I know, you want me to start, don't you? You almost got me, all right? All right, you almost, you almost got me, right? But, but for, for me, listen, here's what, here's what I, I, I know. I know my story, right? I know that I look so handsome, dashing, and put together all the time. I'm really not, right, most of the time. But for me, I, I, I remember back to my part of my journey, and when I remember back to part of my journey, I remember being at a youth camp. And I remember when I was at this youth camp really having for the very first time God speak in my life and show me a glimpse of the calling that I had on my life. And it was not one that I was excited to accept. It seemed exciting at the time until you actually had to walk that out, right? But I remember, right, I remember at the time turning my life over and saying, God, listen, I don't know what is going to happen in my life. But ultimately what I'm going to decide is I'm going to decide today to trust you. I'm going to decide today that no matter what my story, what my outcome is, that I'm going to trust in you. And listen, there's been a lot of times on that when a lot of things went wrong every which way from wrong. Like every way that you could have imagined wrong going, that it went wrong. But at the same time, when it ultimately comes down, I have God still staying there with me saying, well, what are you going to do? Because years and years ago, you decided and you made a statement and you said that you were going to trust me. So are you still going to trust me? So we go through the pain and the suffering and the hardship, and it ultimately leads us to that question, are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me? Are you... Are you there with me? And I want to invite you again. Would you stand with me one last time? And I promise this is our last reading. Some of you are like, you're really pushing it, Pastor Curtis, with my reading of the word this morning, standing up and down. But it's, it's, this is good. This is good. We're going to be looking at Psalm 122. I encourage you to read this with me out loud. It says this. It says, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is close, compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. There stand the thrones of judgment, the thrones in the house of David. Pray for peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security in your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. You can be seated. So here we go, Psalm 122. As we read, the, as we read through this today, what do you think the third, the third phase here, the third theme of the Psalm of Ascent that continually repeats itself over and over again? What do you think the third and this final theme is, if you had to take a guess, peace, huh, praise, yeah, 
So we ultimately see in the third theme here out of Psalm 122, the theme of praise and worshiping God. We ultimately see that and it helps to bring that peace that's, that settles inside of us. And I don't know about you, and I, I, I don't know how your relationship with God is and what it looks like. But here's what I know for me, and, and if you're a little bit different than me, that, that's okay. But I know when I think through these three themes, there are so, so many times when I want to jump to the third theme. Because the third theme feels so good. This is the third theme is where your feelings get into it. And all of a sudden you start saying, yeah, we're, you know, like crank up the band. You know what I mean? You turn it up real loud. And you start singing and shouting in your car or at home while you're cleaning or whatever it is. This is the theme, right, where so many of us, we just naturally want to gravitate to because it feels good. But here's the tricky part to that. The tricky part is, is that if you jump straight to the third theme and you just start worshiping, sometimes we have tendency to forget the pain and the suffering and the hardship that we go through. And when you forget about the pain, the suffering, and the hardship that you went through, then we have tendency to forget about all those times that we had to trust God. And then if you all of a sudden you forget about all the times that you had to trust God, well then guess what? All of a sudden, the praise and worship, it, it doesn't quite mean the same thing. You can still be in a worshipful attitude, but at the same time, this means something just a little bit, a little bit different. So I want to invite the worship team uh, to come up with us as we get ready to close here. And I just want to ask you this question. I want to ask you this thought and this theory here as we get ready to wrap up. Out of these three themes, out of these three themes, what does it look like for you? What does it look like for your drive to work, for your ride to school? What does it look like when you're at home? What does it speak to about how you relate to God? Do you always want to relate to God in the third theme where you're worshiping, but at the same time, the problem is, is that ultimately, you're kind of forgetting about the story and the struggle and the triumph. Remember, this, these are called the Psalms of Ascent. You know why? Because this is literally about the journey. It's about them going up the hill. It's about them going up to the temple to make the sacrifice. And I don't know about you, but it, it is so easy for us to get caught up in the here and now, and we forget about all that other stuff. We forget about the times when God delivered you, when he saved you, when all of a sudden you can look back and you think about all the things that went wrong, right, and all the times when it felt like everything was falling apart around you. And then all of a sudden you get to look back at that and you go, you know what? It's amazing. God was in the middle of that the entire time. Because if I had got what I wanted at the time, this wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. We would have never met these people. We would have never got this job. We, would, you know, who, we wouldn't have had our kids. You know, we wouldn't have been able to meet my spouse right now. I would have never got to spend those moments with my family. It's so easy for us to get caught up. But ultimately, when we think about it, 
that story that you have is such a unique and powerful experience because your story is your story. There's nobody else that has walked the road that you have walked. Nobody. Think about that. There is nobody on this planet that has walked the story that you've walked. But one of the amazing things out of that, out of your, uh, the amazing uniqueness that you have, is that the story that you have and I have, have so many similar themes. We know that there was pain and suffering in both of our stories. We know ultimately God is standing there the entire time saying, will you trust me? Will you trust me? I'm for you. Will you trust me? I'm right here. I'm going to be your shade in your right hand. I'm going to be the shield. Guess what? You can come to me with that. And ultimately, that leads us to a place of worship and praise and just into his presence. So I want to invite you, if you would, would you stand with us? This morning, if you're online, I invite you to join us. I have no doubt that there are people here that are like, Pastor Curtis, I see how you want to always jump to the third theme. But I'm stuck in the first theme. I'm stuck at pain and suffering. I can't, I can't see past the pain and the suffering. I get that. And the reason I get that is because there were moments in time in my life where I was stuck at that, at that same point. But ultimately, we have to realize, and I hope you realize this today, is that guess what? You don't have to stay stuck there. That's right. You could be in the middle of pain and suffering right now as we speak through the trial that you're going through. But guess what? God is standing there. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you, will you be there? Because guess what? I'm here for you. So I want to ask if you would, would you just close your eyes? And if you're online today, we have people that are going to pray with you, even through comments, as you, as you chat back and forth. And Lord, if you are here in this place today, I just want to encourage you to, to do this, to, to ask yourself this question. Have I fully surrendered myself over? Am I stuck in a phase that I shouldn't be stuck in? Am I trying to, to walk down a journey, but I feel like I'm walking in circles? Maybe you feel like you just don't have that trust. And today you say, you know what, I, I want to take that step. I want to say that I, I want to have that trust in God. Maybe you don't even understand what it is fully. That's okay. Because faith is a journey process. You're not going to have all the answers today just like I don't have all the answers today. But the first step is saying to God, guess what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you. If that's you today, if you say that, Lord, I, I'm stuck in step one, phase one, that I, I want to get to phase two, if you would just give a hand raise, and we're going to pray. Yes, I see those hands. I see those hands. Listen, I, I want to let you know, listen, you are not by yourself in this place. Here's what I believe can happen, and I believe this because I've experienced this myself is that if you'll just allow, if you'll just literally open up and allow God to come into your life, then he's going to do something. He's going to sp start speaking to you. 
Maybe it's through songs. Maybe it's through scripture. Maybe it's through people that are just going to come up, and all of a sudden it, it, it's just going to remind you. It's going to trigger you with something. But he's going to speak to you. Would you just open up and say, Lord, I turn my life over to you. Lord, I turn my life over to you. I've tried doing it by myself, and I don't want to do it by myself anymore. I'm sick of living in the pain and the suffering. So I'm going to decide today, today I'm going to stake a claim, and I'm going to say that, guess what? I, I trust you today. I trust you, Lord. Can you say that? Can you say, I trust you, Lord? And listen, if this is your very first time, the only thing that I think you really need to do is just say, acknowledge, we're going to acknowledge today that Jesus Christ was sent. And the reason Jesus Christ was sent is so that you and I could be called a son and a daughter of God today. That's why he was sent when it comes down to it. So you and I could have the experience to worship God not as strangers, but as his children. So today, Father God, we turn our lives over to you, to you today, Lord. We confess our sins and we say thank you so much for Jesus Christ who came and died for me, yes. for my sin. Lord, we know that you, you, Jesus didn't come to wipe away the pain of the past, but Lord, he came to deliver us from it. And Father God, we thank you today. We, we just thank you so much today for the ability that we can have through you, the Lord, to trust and lean into you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit and your presence that goes with us every single place that we go. Every time we go home, your Spirit is there with us. Every time we go to work, your Spirit is there with us. Every time we're in the car, your Spirit is there with us. Father God, we are so grateful for that. And today, let's take time to, to worship God. Would you worship with me this morning?